0: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Real Talk NFT Podcast, where we talk all things Web3. Super excited today to have on the CEO and founder of Yellow Heart, Josh Katz. Welcome to the show. It's so great to have you here.
1: Great to be here, Joe. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. For, for most of the people who you know don't know about your background, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to start Yellow Heart?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. So lifelong, you know, music fan fanatic, uh, so to speak. You know, very into live music. A musician myself. I play guitar. I collect guitars. Uh, you know, I had a previous business doing uh, elevator music, putting you know music into hotels and restaurants. Hmm, interesting. And yeah, um, you know, it was my past life where I was doing that and putting systems in as well, like speakers and other things. You know, electronics, and. When I was running that business, you know, crypto came along, Bitcoin, Ethereum, kind of, and just immediately fell down the rabbit hole and, you know, reached the point in 16 where I was able to, you know, sell that business and I just got super into blockchain and all of mm-hmm. the things it could And, um, you know, led me down the path of creating Yellow Heart, looking for a really passion project, something I'm passionate about, which live music is something I'm super passionate about. And, of course, you know, going to see sports. You know, I'm a big Yankee fan, Knicks fan as a native New Yorker. And uh, getting a ticket was just always something that, you know. Frustrated. Has been an an issue. It's just like an issue. Like I have. Groups of friends, we want to go to a game, we want to go to see a show, like the ticket is just always like a problem for somebody or everybody, or it's just always a thing. So, you know, background-wise, as a music fan, sports fan, it was just something that always stood out as being a problem and never right, and it was always just shady and weird and just not good, you know? And when the more I learned about blockchain, which became another passion of mine, I realized that it could really evolved this industry that it was almost like one of the great use cases would be ticketing of pure Web3. So here here we are.
0: There are so many passionate topics about ticketing that (laughs) we get into, but unfortunately we only have 30 minutes. But taking a step back really quickly, wow, congrats on uh, an interesting career and and exiting from that company. I probably have listened to a lot of your music because I've been in a lot of elevators in New York City. (laughs)
1: <laughs> go to an well, it was more like luxury brands. If you go to a Four Seasons Hotel, a Nobu yeah. restaurant, um, most of a lot of places through Vegas, Miami,
0: like you know, hotspots and a lot of brands, airline yeah. terminals, stuff like that. So nice and and way to segue into something that you you love, which is you know, uh, music in the real world and ticketing. And I, I love concerts myself. I remember a vivid experience. I went to a Danny D. Kane concert. Well, I didn't go, I bought a fraudulent yes. ticket in New York city, it was puff daddy's group. And, um, it was a bad experience. I I found out at the door that I bought a fake ticket. And I, I, that's one of, I'm sure many frustrations out there. Well, when was that? It was 2000 and probably 14. Wow. Because it's still
1: happening. And that's the craziest thing is these things still happen. I had a little bit of a different experience, but literally like Three months ago, um, I bought two tickets last minute to go see a band. And we go, and the tickets weren't good. They had already been used, meaning the person mm-hmm. that sold them to me had also sold them on a, another secondary market, and someone beat me to entering the show, and my tickets were deemed invalid. I bought them from a secondary wow. marketplace, Of course, my wife's laughing at me. Of course, this happens to you. You know, you're the guy it happens to. And it did. Um, but my ticket had been used already. So like there's all these persistent problems like the one you described, the one I experience I had, the countless other terrible experiences people have had, whether it's just overpaying or not even being able to go to a concert or an event because it's too expensive um, and the lack of clarity as to why that is. So there's just all these problems that have sat there um, and it's actually kind of awesome that they're coming to light right now finally in the public.
0: Absolutely. One of the biggest issues for me in ticketing, and you can, you might be more versed and understand the backbones of this than I do, is the high fees. Is I haven't looked into this and maybe a lot of people's voices already. Is it the bloated system? Like, why is the fee so substantial? I go to sporting events just like yeah, I went to a Niners game just two weeks ago. And the fee itself is like 30 percent of the ticket. It, it, will blockchain help solve that? Is that an issue that won't be solved?
1: You know, that's just it's just so it's just greed. It's just more money being added onto the ticket price with a different title as to what it is like, you know, um, and that's all it is. And at the end of the day, that is more money in the pot. That's going towards the stakeholders. Those stakeholders could range from the artist venue promoter, um, but it's just more money. So if there's a better system if there's more competition in the market right now, Mm. people are going to need to compete on that. Right now it's gotten exorbitant because of the lack of competition in the space. And because of that, you know, the largest issuers could charge these exorbitant fees. Secondary markets could charge exorbitant fees. Um, In many cases, they're almost the same seller often, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're right on that. In my previous life in Silicon Valley here, I worked as a domain name portfolio manager for big Fortune 500 companies. And one of my biggest clients was Live Nation, who also owns Ticketmaster. You know, and they they are separate entities, although at their office, I could just look next door and, you know, giant Ticketmaster is right next to Live Nation. And they blatantly said, yeah, we just pretty much purchase all our tickets and resell them. <laughs> so it's there's so many issues at so many levels. And I'm just wondering why. I mean, the latest Taylor Swift debacle is kind of bringing it to light, and I hope there's some steward of this that's enforcing, you know, for community rights, but I'm not sure if, if there's any oversight on this at all. It seems like there's none. It seems like there's just a monopoly and it's just, is a run on whatever they want.
1: So, you know, the oversight is just starting, it looks like. As of now, you've had a monopoly that's controlled the overall market, hasn't really, you know, been stopped. There was a thing called the dissent, um, you know, consent decree put in place um, in 2010, when the merger happened and extended for five years as well in 19. And it made Ticketmaster and Live Nation as a joint venture have to abide by certain rules at which they've just blatantly not abided to and broken the, the decree many times over. So it just it looks like in the public eye, things are going to just start moving in a direction. Um, towards, um, you know, regulation in the space, which, you know, it's unfortunately just reached a point where it's out of control with, with what's going on. It's not good for fans.
0: Yeah, and I imagine blockchain can solve this because when my contact over at Live Nation told me, yeah, we just buy, you know, all the tickets to sell out, like every venue sold out because they, he said they bought it. And with blockchain, I, I, I imagine that there's transparency. Like we can trace the smart contract back to whoever dictated the purchase that, hey, Live Nation, you shouldn't be purchasing Ticketmasters uh, uh, all the, uh, the available tickets because you're just, you know, making the prices higher inflated for the secondary user.
1: Yeah, th- that's absolutely one of the main premises here is, you know, those of us that have used a blockchain and been around Web3, you have various attributes that just really lend themselves organically to this space, you know, from the fraud, the counterfeiting, The rent seeking middleman who's a bad actor as well. Um, and a bunch of other things that have plagued this industry. You have then blockchain or web three that comes along with a blockchain for transparency, for proof of ownership. Um, you know, to really eliminate fraud and bad actors or at least root them out, you know, um, plus an open marketplace where you can really see every ticket in a market, not have opaqueness where you have no idea if like they put on sale 10% or 80% or 100% of the tickets. You just, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, getting into, um, you know, smart contracts, which then change the industry and evolve it in such a great direction where now you say, okay, things got really out of control. The consumers got really hurt here. Um, Let's take it back and let's say, okay, with a smart contract, we could deploy this on the chain. It's a ticket. And it basically allows for any type of resale to be pre-programmed into the ticket. So now you could say, okay, if this could only be resold for a certain cap and if -hmm. it gets resold, maybe if it's a hot show and the fan bought it, they can make some money. But maybe it's, you know, or the reseller can make, you know. 20, 30 percent, whatever that number might be. The artist takes a cut, the promoter, everyone makes money. And the other thing is is the scalping game, which Ticketmaster claims like the bots are what messed up the Taylor Swift on sale, whether that's what they're saying. You know, those scalpers are now completely disincentivized because there's no more 300, 400 percent return on a ticket. There's now maybe 20 which is still a great margin for putting up, you know, 100 or 200 bucks or whatever it is to buy a ticket if it's a hot show. But it also pays the stakeholders. There's full transparency into how funds are flowing. And, you know, the, that's just such a win. It's such a big win for everyone who is an actual stakeholder in the space and making it their business. Um, It roots out a big population of people that have made it their business as brokers. And they do have their place where they, you know, are in a lot of ways trusted business partners because they mitigate risk. They take not only Taylor Swift tickets, but other lesser selling tours and concerts where they can mitigate that. But this at least identifies them, you know, it makes it clear who's doing mm-hmm. what. And for something that, you know, they claim, oh, there's only 2 million tickets and 10 p- million people want to go, at least let the other 8 million see what happened to the tickets, you know. Um, then you also get into, once again, just sticking with the Web3 theme here, NFTs. And now an NFT becomes your stub and it's just like dope. You know it like looks awesome right. it's interactive the uh, stubs we're doing at yellow heart like state change throughout the event and offer you other perks and like it just becomes fun and entertaining and now like this right. boring barcode becomes like something that's like really collectible from going to this awesome concert or game or whatever the event is you know so those attributes alone just enhance this industry in so many ways that just needs to be evolved
0: yeah absolutely the I, I didn't even know how big the secondary market was for ticket stubs, or and in New York playbills, right? There, I didn't know that this was coveted so much. So when NBA Top Shot, NFT platform that you used a lot, they started, you know, initial initializing NFT tickets. I thought that, you know, um, who would who would buy those? But there's a huge market for it.
1: I think it's just getting started. I think what we're going to see happen is. uh a whole new realm of creativity. If you look at the NFT space, it's just taught us so many incredible lessons around business and behavior and you know, psychological thought process around how people collect and you know, their interest in the arts and it's been an awesome, you know, yeah. you know, if you dissect it, it's actually been just extraordinary. The knowledge base, the smartness, the level of people that got involved in this whole NFT boom out of the gate the last, you know, 2 years onward. And there's so many learnings. So all of those could really be applied to so many things we do. But in our business around live events, it, it really could be applied, whether it's community building, memberships, um, you know, the fact that you go to an event together that you're all interested in. You and I go see like a sick EDM show together. Like we're not like poof later, never talk to you again. Like we want to reengage, right? Maybe you want to reengage mm-hmm. with the art. Maybe the venue's local and they say, oh, you know, you were there for so-and-so jam band. Let's invite you back for the next one, you know, and you get privilege and all of this stuff just evolving, using technology to evolve something that we're all passionate about.
0: Absolutely. That's for me is what gravitated myself changing from a Web 2 company to the Web 3 companies is the community aspect. I have got in touch with people that I haven't talked to in 20 years in my life through NFTs and through specific communities whether it be sports or, you know, a collectible. And like you said, art, something never that I have appreciated before, but now in the form of even a ticket stub is something that I can not only admire, but I can have as an asset, which I've never seen before in my life, um, because I threw away all my ticket stubs, (laughs) but a way (laughs) to chronologically um, document what I've done in my life. And that's something that I would love to have had that back, you know, when I was growing up, like, Oh, here's the movie I went to when I was five years old and Here's a, here's some graphics about it and, and whatnot, and have that in a place where I can view it all is is amazing in my mind.
1: So, you know, I'm going to show you something, but like, imagine you could like get the keys to a wallet right now and open it up and like there's stubs from everything you've gone through your entire life. Exactly. You know, um, so today tickets literally look like this, right? (laughs) Yep. Little barcode, you know, and just the overall aesthetic because of the digital world we live in. Like this is what one of our tickets look like. Um, let me just open one. Here we go. So, yeah, it's like moving it's going it's, from <laughs> this aesthetic to that aesthetic, you know. Um, it just changes the whole dynamic of what we do, you know? Then you get into things even that look like this, you know? hmm You know, it just is evolving something. It just makes it more like, you know, just up to date on the way that we live and the things we expect too, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen art as a form of, as, play a part in ticketing and VCon with Gary V. He did a collaboration with Chromie Squiggles, for his ticketing. And I thought that was interesting. And and I've never seen that. I I never had art introduced in my life in in such a big way prior to NFT. So it's exciting because I'm finding a different part of myself and I'm sure many other people are also.
1: How great is that, right? It's just like so awesome. It's such an incredible community. I mean, I've met so many like amazing people through the NFT community that it's just been unbelievable, I must say. Like, you know, I've been involved in my career in music and hospitality, nightlife, and like the whole NFT world, has it's evolved the last two years, has just been like amazing. Like so many great people.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And that's only going to progress as, you know, Web3 progresses and MT progresses. And like you mentioned, we can all connect with like minded people through this new avenue. Uh, but, t- you know, I've been preaching to the choir about my complaints in the ticking world and thank you for listening. <laughs> what, but tell us about Yellowheart. Tell us about, I know that you have even a streaming platform on your app. I know that you have hearts is another reward system that you have. Yeah. Tell us about yellow hearts.
1: Yeah. So, you know, yellow heart, we basically built out, you know, a full web three decentralized ticketing platform where like I just showed you the NFTs, the ticket stubs are NFTs that they're all minted on the blockchain on polygon, Um, you know, for payment, we accept, cryptos. We also, of course, accept credit cards. And then within, we built our own wallet as well as a, you know, a ticketing platform because we needed the functionality where we have rotating QR codes, uh, the QR codes, you know, for entry, they rotate for to eliminate fraud, for, you know, fraud prevention to get so people can't screenshot. And we have a bunch of other really robust features built into our wallet. Which you know we've really made very web two looking, yet all the web three functionality is there from a chain of custody onward. Um, but at the same time, you know we've built right into the wallet, you know NFT gated music streaming, NFT gated video streaming, NFT gated mm-hmm. like physical merch redemption. NFT-gated, um, you know, digital redemptions, like other things that are very norm to our world, but like putting them right into the wallet. And it was an interesting thing we did because, of course, when you look at the whole wallet world, you're like, oh, well, you know, there's a zillion great wallets being built all over the place right now. But none really had media functionality. None had the functionality around physical digital. You know, having the two meld through a user experience that's easy to understand. So, you know, that's a big part of what we have going on as well, where it's all contained in one system where you could literally as an issuer, issue tickets to your event, interact. Oh, we have messaging built into the wallet so you can message the NFT holders of your oh, event, nice. push notifications. And, you know, once a, someone's holding the NFT ticket, we could literally message them pre-event, and then, of course, during the event, and then post-event. So they have that ongoing communication. And with that communication, taking advantage of streaming media, of brand offers, of really making the NFT part of it, the smart contract and all the things that are programmed into it, and then the face of it looking like interactive and entertaining. But then all of the features that tie into this new wallet that allows us to make the fan experience so much better than it currently is.
0: Yeah, the, the app is really robust. I had some time to play around with it in uh, Decentral Miami. Actually, I got my Decentral Miami ticket through that. And you've had almost over a year over your belt, maybe more than a year. Uh I apologize if I got the dating incorrect. I, I actually saw you guys first at NFT LA in 2022, early 2022. So you must have had uh, a lot of feedback from your community and also from, from brands. And and tell us about how that's evolved. You know, there's so many questions I could pack in here, (laughs) Uh, but first, for, probably foremost, for the community to experience, you know, what have they, you know, enjoyed and liked, and what are some things that maybe they voiced that you might, you you might see down the road?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, last year, like, and we did a lot of um, community events, a lot of NFT conferences and other stuff that we were ticketing, you know, because we thought initially, we started with Dreamverse during NFT NYC in 21. It was actually our first ticketed event, um, which was a phenomenal event we did with the MetaPurse guys. We were their ticketer. And, you know, kind of evolved from there. And we did work with the Blue Note in New York. Um, during NFT NYC, we activated with Tao Group in New York City and we did Marquee. We had Cascade and Nicky Romero and a bunch of DJ nights that we ticketed 100 percent of the venue um, and some others that have, have been great partners. But we've also worked with NFT conferences because we've wanted our community to give the feedback. So I'm glad you're asking that. And we've had tremendous learnings, really tremendous learnings around are people going to use a MetaMask, which we support. You know, you could use our tickets in MetaMask. You might not be able to listen to the streaming media because they don't have a media player, you know. But you could still, of course, redeem your ticket and store it there. Um, and through the browser, you could use all the interactions of Yellowheart. If you go into the MetaMask mobile browser, you could, of course, uh, just go to our website and then be logged in. But... Um, We had to kind of go through this and now it's a matter of like as we're going through it and figuring stuff out and learning, um, you know, we're learning not only about doing business as a company last year, but we also spent a lot of time learning about Web3 and the Web3 community and what they were expecting as they were just figuring out what they expected. But also going on that journey of seeing cool stuff put in place like last year, um, ApeFest was ticketed by by Token Gate, right? So we see Token Gate, so we're Mm -hmm. like, all right. So we added a contract feature. So so now if you want to token gate any type of your collection, you just put in the contract into our system and you're setting up your event and that's now in place for anyone that wants to use it. So like, but it just became a feature. But the point is we learned it from this community being like, Oh, that's cool. They're gating a collection. Great. We'll do that too. So we put in a, you know, a feature that does that now, but like this is all learnings we've had. And then the user feedback around, Oh, you know, You know, are you holding my keys? Am I holding my keys? And it's like, no, you have your Mm -hmm. own keys. Like, We don't take your keys. But like making that messaging clear, learning that literally on the first event when people have to suddenly download a wallet, well, like who's holding the keys? And we're like, well, you're holding your own keys. Like the messaging on that. So, you know, we did a bunch of drops early last year that we put out literally like tutorial videos on this is what a wallet is. This is how, how to use it. Download it. You know, like all of this stuff. So we've ridden that wave, which has been pretty interesting to like enter a market as a new business, but also enter the Web three space as it's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, you had to manage so many different constituents from consumers to artists, brands, um, to onboarding. You know, uh, live ticketing venues. It's a lot, and definitely with the new technology emerging along the same same you know side of the spectrum. What? Our, right now we're in an interesting market time, right? In the overall economy and also, of course, in crypto and Web three is all kind of riding together now, and that's going to be short lived. We know that, you know, this is all going to come back, and uh, I, I think brands and artists should be really excited to work with you, number one, because of what you said—the rev share and ongoing royalties. Are we seeing more of those parties? Not just dipping a toe in, but coming on board full time, or is it kind of still like a quiet time right now?
1: No, um, we're starting to see more people than ever wanting to move onto our platform, which is amazing. We as a company are kind of shifting our focus from picking, you know, off doing work with certain customers and wanting to do events to really looking to be doing more full-time venues as full-on partners. So we're changing up how our approach is right now where we're not as much looking to do like, okay, like last year, like last last quarter, we wanted to do, you know, a certain number of conferences, a certain number of venues each quarter because we were going through various mm-hmm. dating, concepting. Now, as a company, we're looking to announce Full on like Yellow Heart now tickets this venue, period, like every night, every ticket, every everything. So that's where we're headed as a company because so it's just a different sales cycle where we're now working on these just larger deals and you're going to suddenly now have venues um, and artists who are going to be leaders in NFT ticketing, who will have access to their whole fan base, you know, through and be the people that really foster in this new movement, um, which is very timely considering the overall macro environment. Uh, and ticketing landscape that's happening, you know, with Senate hearings and things like that. So it's an opportune time, but that's where we stand. The overall NFT and crypto community melting, and particularly last quarter, was, of course, very, very challenging and difficult for everybody um, just who did anything in Web3, but you're lumped into basically just, like, these terrible stories and, like, the media portraying it all as a one big scam and like no matter what you did it didn't matter if you like just used the tech or if you did launch some phony crypto like everything was lumped together and it's just like the public's not very educated so that part's been a little challenging
0: yeah last year was if you didn't have nft uh, launch with your brand you were an idiot now the narrative changed so quickly too that if you did have wow. nft you know you're in a bad you're on the wrong side of things but we're gonna see that kind of you know going up and down and i'm sure Personally, for me, the use case and benefits just outweigh everything that's happening in the news today. Um, so we've pretty much answered a lot of what this technology will fix. But is there? how do you see it, the sector evolving in the future? Um, or is there like a big wish that you have for Yellow Hearts in this upcoming year? Well, the
1: wish is, is that we take over ticketing for a lot of amazing <laughs> venues and partners that they'll become to us. And you know, we're, in, we're in the business of like really becoming partners and, and being great partners to really work with and evolve and teach and, you know, really support the people we're working with. So I'm just looking to meet some great people this year on that front. Um, as far as the overall macro web three industry, I think it's just like going to keep going and keep evolving. And, you know, the, the 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 feelings that got cast because of the bad actors in our space will will subside real life use cases will continue to present themselves and grow and become normalized and web three will just become the stack and that's just the way it's going to be you know going forward it's not going to be every industry and i think we're going to continue to see meshes of you know web two three and four you know and AI and all these great technologies that are just like booming right now. So it just all plays into the overall ecosystem. And now we went through that first little growth spurt, which was, you know, fun for all of us. And now we, you know, we're getting a bad, you know, we, we did have too much fun that we're getting punished now. So like we'll get out (laughs) of purgatory and like be good. And like I'm seeing mainstream companies across all sectors, using blockchain or trying to use blockchain. So that will just continue to grow. Um, And our industry is gonna keep building great applications that companies are gonna wanna use. We're going personally, we're gonna wanna use them. Businesses are gonna wanna use them. And that innovation is just
0: getting started. It's gonna just become like absolutely awesome in the years to come. Yeah, the application is definitely something I'm personally looking forward to. And I'm gonna ask you a question that I asked pretty much all guests on here. Uh, more pertaining to ticketing, of course. I ask a lot of people, you know, who come on and talk about the metaverse, how far are we from, you know, Ready Player One metaverse? But in, for, in the terms of ticketing, uh, uh, I not, you know, talking. I'm not telling people to buy artifact. I have an artifact hoodie here, and on the hoodie it has a near field communication chip. And right now, you could just, you know, have a little bit of uh, vanity fun with it. You can, you know, uh, you can hover your phone around it, and it shows to authenticate it. NFT that comes with the hoodie, how far are we away from having a ticket <laughs> and the ability to either through like a form of metal detector or, or some sort of, you know, application where we could alleviate, you know, ticketing times, wait times, because that has been such a headache in all the concerts, knock on wood, you know, that have been to uh, this last year. And I see that, it, that blockchain could solve that almost immediately with the application of you know, just authenticating immediately. And even in, in, in security on airports and boarding, that should be something that can happen this year. But how far are we away from that? I'm very idealistic is, and that's why I came in here with just, you know, bright eyes, but how far are we from, you know, that happening where we could just walk on board of a plane, walk into a, a, a venue, a sports or a concert and just, you know, eliminate an hour of wait time.
1: So technically we could do that today, of course, um, right. What it really comes down to is facial, and the discussion's been had over and over around privacy policies and the reality is, is that there is facial recognition at this point that could just have you streaming into a venue, streaming onto it. Especially that's fast ticketing. We have thousands of people entering the same door in an, in an hour or less. But like a plane, you have like what, like 200 people entering a door and it could even take a half an hour. So like you could easily be doing facial on all this stuff. The question is, is do you want a facial library of yourself all over the place where every company has a zillion pictures of you? Um, it's kind of already happening Whether you like it or not, because everywhere you go, I mean, I live in New York City and there's, you know, probably, you know, a few hundred cameras on every block at this point, whether, you know, everywhere, every building, every angle, every across the street, you know, everywhere. So that's happening already. The question is, is are you ready for facial? If you're ready for facial, we could never have lines again.
0: Mm, Interesting. I thought that we could do like an Amazon you know, um, cashierless type of scanning protocol where we could just not do the facial and just scan your NFT. So that's yeah, not going to happen anytime soon,
1: darn. No, no, we're we're doing that now. I mean, now our entry, a yellow heart into venues, isn't the NFT. You know, you click it, a QR code comes up that rotates and you just scan it. And we're going to have NFC later this year. So you just walk by and scan. So that all exists. Um, when you're entering the venues and the airplanes, and other stuff, there's a security. You know, that's the whole thing right now. Um, I don't know if you've seen the story about Madison Square Garden uh, not letting people in who they have facial technology. And anybody who works at a law firm that is currently in litigation, I saw that they facial really recognize them and won't let them in. So they're already using it. Um,
0: So. Oh, So it's coming soon. All right. (laughs) Well, then I can look forward to in my lifetime. I'm sorry. I said it's here already.
1: It's kind of crazy. So
0: awesome. Well, that's good. That means in my lifetime, I can you know experience a lot less waiting time. <laughs> well, it's been amazing having you on here to talk ticketing. I'm sure we can go on for another hour, definitely, uh, <laughs> about this topic. And I'm I'm very interested to see you know how Yellow Heart progresses in the next year with that you know with the progress of technology that you guys are going to be implementing for sure. I would love to have you back on during that during that time to yeah. just come and talk about everything that you guys have accomplished.
1: Yeah, that, that'd be terrific. So appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. We look forward to all things, yellow heart that all the problems that you're going to solve for us. <laughs> and, and we'll definitely talk a lot more in the future.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me, Joe. Bye.